Job 36 verse 32, it says that he fills his hands with lightning and commands it to strike its mark. He fills his hands with lightning and he commands it to strike its mark. Who of you are a mark this morning? Who needs a touch from God this morning? Who wants to receive from God this morning? Do you believe that God will never miss his mark? Do you believe that God has perfect timing? Do you believe that the power and the love of God, or shall I rather say the love and the power of God will never ever miss its mark where you are concerned? Then if you believe that this morning, let's praise, let's worship, let's lift our voices up high. Let's say, thank you, Father, that you will never miss your mark with me. Thank you, Father, that your timing is perfect with me. Thank you, Father, that no matter what has happened in my life to this moment, the King of kings and the Lord of all is with me. Do you believe it this morning? Yes. Let's go to war with it this morning. Because you know what? The devil is a liar. <laughs> the truth is that the power of God will meet you. It will never, ever miss its mark. Father, I contend for every single one of your sons and daughters this morning and I pray, Father, Lord, that you would release your love and your power over each and every one of them, Father. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that as we stand with our arms outstretched, Father, we believe you. We believe you, Lord. We have faith, Father, as we stand. We are your children, Lord. And Father, we need a touch from you this morning. But Father, I pray, Lord, release your power, release your glory, release your power, release your glory, Father. Release your love, Father, release your love. I pray, Father, that as we stand here this morning, Lord, that every single one of us can declare that our God is the God that gathers the lightning in His hands and He commands it to hit the mark. He commands it to hit my soul. He commands it to hit my pain. He commands it to hit my, my lack of finances and He causes provision. He commands it to hit my past. He commands it to hit my memories. He commands it to hit my failures, my depression, my sickness my disease and when the lightning power of God strikes everything changes and I receive it Lord oh how great you are our Lord how great you are, O Lord. You are an awesome God, Father. You reign over heaven and earth. For our God is an awesome God and He reigns over heaven and earth. Our God is an awesome God and He reigns over heaven and earth. In victory, triumph, and love, our God is an awesome God. Our God.
God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, triumph, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom. Love our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom. Amen. He reigns. Let's declare this morning that God reigns over my life. God reigns over my mind. God reigns over my heart. God reigns over my body. God reigns over my thoughts. God reigns over my mouth. God reigns over my finances. God reigns over my dreams. God reigns over my future. God reigns over my household. God reigns over my marriage. God reigns over my children. God reigns over our families. God reigns over our schools. God reigns over our education system. God reigns over our government. God reigns over our economy. God reigns over my tomorrow. God reigns over all my yesterdays. Let's sing that again. My God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. My God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Go! 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we come into your presence with thanksgiving this morning. I thank you, Father, that as we decree and declare and by faith, Father, and full belief that you are who you say you are and we are who you say we are. I thank you, Father, that we are winners and not losers. I thank you, Father, that we are more than conquerors. I thank you, Father, that we are above and not beneath. I thank you, Father, that you have put us in a high place with you. I thank you, Lord, that we are hidden in the shadow of your wings. I thank you, Father, that no weapon formed against us can prosper. I thank you, Father, that your Son came and defeated death, hell, and the grave. And I thank you, Father, that you carry our futures and not us and not the devil. I thank you, Father, that the authority has been given to us. And as we submit and surrender under the divine authority of Jesus Christ, your Son, all things, Lord, all things, not some things. Let's say it together. All things. All things. All things are possible. Are possible. Are possible. Through Christ who strengthens me. Through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. 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 Let's praise the Lord. Let's praise the Lord. Let's lift His name up high. Thank you, Lord. Let's do that again. Let's praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, worship team. It's amazing. It's good to praise and worship the Lord. Amen. You're most welcome to be seated. <laughs> now, God has been doing something very powerful in our midst. And I can only praise Him and thank Him and worship Him for every single thing He is doing in our lives, individually and corporately. How many of you have got a testimony for the past month? Oh, there's a lot of hands. Praise God. <laughs> I love that we are walking living testimonies. I know that I could stop and talk to any single one of you and you will have a story to tell me about the goodness and faithfulness of God. Amen? Amen? Yes. Because we can all agree that we have a good, good Father. Amen. You know, this morning we're talking about something very precious and that is prayer. And that is simply just the, the title of my sermon this morning is prayer. Don't need to have more than that, do we? Just that, prayer. You know, when the disciples asked Jesus about prayer and they went to him because we know that they saw something different in Jesus. Jesus set the record straight once and for all when he said simply, pray and say, my Father, that's in Matthew 6, verse 9. Our Father. He put in the Father relationship. You see, the one thing that we need to remember when we pray is that prayer is not a business transaction. It's not a bartering agreement. The foundation of prayer is our relationship with the one to whom we are praying. Amen? Yes. It is a father-daughter, father-son relationship. Because when God created the heavens and the earth, He had you in mind. 
When God created the trees and the streams and the animals and the flowers and everything, He had you in mind. Before He laid those foundations, He set forth, He wrote them down, the days that you would be walking and the days that you would be walking, the days that I would be walking. And He was delighted about it. And then he realized, he saw, he knew that trouble would come. And so he put already, he put a plan into place, his own son. Because God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. And Jesus so loved you and me that he said, Dad, send me. And when Jesus was here, what did he teach us? Our Father, our Father, our Father. And you know, over the years and in my experience, I know the one thing we most struggle with is often and relating to God as Father. Ooh, it's quiet now. <laughs> because God bless them, our earthly fathers are human, aren't they? They have troubles. They have stress. They're not perfect. But in our deepest heart of hearts, we know that family is supposed to represent something perfect, something safe, a place where no matter what, we're there for each other. No matter what we've done, someone's gonna love me and embrace me and encourage me. But so often, our families fall short because our earthly families, our mothers and our fathers, our sisters, our brothers, our best friends, can never take the place of God in our lives. Amen? Your earthly dad was never meant to be God to you. Neither was your mother or your brother or your sister. Your family unit was never meant to take the place of God in your life. It was meant to represent Him, but it was never meant to take His place. Because there is only one Father who will never disappoint, who will never let you down, who will always be there for you, who will pick you up when you are down, who will embrace you when you are covered in mud and filth and He will clothe you with His righteousness and His love. Because there is one Father that says, it doesn't matter what you've done, it doesn't matter what you think you're gonna do, I love you no matter what. And my divine love for you will pursue you and pursue you and pursue you and pursue you all the way to the cross and out from the grave and my love will continue to pursue you even when you reject me, even when you turn away from me, even when you forget about me, I'm still there, I'm still standing saying I'm here for you. Because the truth is that your Abba Father is there for you and He sees the pain, He sees the troubles, He sees everything. God knows what you are struggling with. That's why Jesus goes as far as saying you don't even need to tell Him what you need. He knows it already. Do you realize God knows what you need before you even know you need to need it? That was a mouthful, let me say that slowly. God knows what you need before you even know that you need it. And that is the truth, God knows. While He was knitting you together in, the, in your mother's womb, Psalm 139, all the days were written out before you. He knew, so He knew. 
He knew exactly how to put you together. He knew exactly how you needed to think, how you needed to act, how you needed to respond. He knew exactly the moment that you would give your life to Him. He knew every single time that you would fall and fail and get up again. He knew every time that He would need to send somebody to come in alongside you. And He couldn't wait for the moment when He could send His Holy Spirit to be the partner of your life. Because there's not been a day that you have been without His presence or His Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is with you. He's following you. He's pursuing you. He's saying, open your eyes. Open your eyes. I'm right here. I'm right here. Turn to me. Turn to me so that I can help you. So that I can fall in alongside you. So that I can come against the sickness, the disease, the poverty, the pain, the depression, the oppression, the demonic forces that are against you. Because God wants to see you planted firmly on the foundation that is the Word of God. He wants to see you going from strength to strength and glory to glory, which means right where you are right now, God wants to give you strength. So while you might feel very weak right now, you can expect strength because you're not gonna go from weakness to strength. You're gonna go from strength to strength. And right where you are right now, God wants to give you His glory because you're not gonna go from poverty to glory. You're gonna go from glory to glory. You're not gonna go from hopelessness to glory. You're gonna find glory and hope and then you're gonna go to glory. You're not gonna find it by not knowing it. You've gotta realize this morning that there is a King of Kings and a Lord of all who is higher above anything that is on this planet. And He wants to tell you today that He pursues you with His love, not as a dictator, not as an authoritarian, but as a loving Father that is calling you by name. And if if that is you this morning, stand and say, Father, You are my Father. Let's cry out to God. Let's say, Father, You are my Father. Father God, You are my Father. You are the Father of my past. You are the Father of my now. And You are the Father of my future. And let's receive it right now. Lord, I just pray, Father, that as Your people are standing, Father, Lord, that You would touch them and reveal to them, Father, what it means to be loved by a heavenly Father. And Father, while we're standing here, Lord, Pray after me. Say, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I forgive my Father for not being there for me, maybe for hurting me, breaking promises. Lord, I forgive him. He was never meant to be you. Restore me, Father, to my Father relationship with you. Lord, touch every memory that I can see and remember your hand in my yesterdays. Thank you, Lord, that you loved me then And thank you, Lord, that you love me now. And I pray, Lord, bless my Father exceedingly abundantly above. Pressed down, shaken together and running over. And Lord, for those fathers who don't know you, Lord, save their souls, Lord. May they know you. Father, I pray this moment, Father, Lord, that there would be contingent 
of your heavenly angels that pursue our fathers. Because Lord, they need you. And in this morning, Father, as we receive restoration with you as our Father, I pray, Lord, that our fathers would receive restoration in you, Lord. And I, Father, I pray against every demonic onslaught against the fathers of this world, Lord. Father, I pray that every plan to steal and kill and destroy our fathers, Lord, will come to nothing and that our fathers will rise up as the men of God that they were destined to be. Father, I pray that by the words of the fathers of this nation, Lord, that we will begin to see change. Lord, that we would begin to see hope. Lord, that we will begin to see your love flowing through them. I pray, Father, that you would take away every single heart of stone that has been been ridiculed and hit by the demonic forces and the plans of the enemy, Lord. And I pray that you would give each and every father a soft heart of flesh that beats after you, Father. And if you receive this, let's praise the Lord this morning. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. I didn't know God was going to do that. Amen. We need to pray for our fathers, amen? Please be seated. We need to pray for the government. We need to pray for anybody who's in authority. Do you know that fathers are in authority? Heads of the home. Do you know that your mothers carry authority? Pray for them too, amen? We need to pray for each other. Must understand something, prayer is powerful. Because God, in His omnipotence, in His omnipresence, made the decision to affect His work on the earth through your prayers. What's one of the first things that comes to your mind when you pray? Is it not often, what do you think you're doing? And do you really think this is going to make a difference? Who can say they have heard that little voice in their minds? Amen. So I'm not alone. Because that happens to me a lot. Really happens to me a lot. I'll start praying and then I'll start having those thoughts. Does this mean anything? Is it going to change anything? And because the devil wants me to shh. Because he knows that if we don't pray, God's work isn't stopped because God's already won. But it might take longer because God is waiting for us to begin to pray. But it starts with that relationship. It starts with knowing that you are loved. It starts with knowing that he loves you. It starts with knowing that when you go to your father, that everything he has is already yours. But so often we've been taught that when we come to God, we need to lay out our shopping list of things we need. But what God really desires is that we'll just come and spend some time with Him. We don't even need to say anything sometimes. Sometimes we just need to rest in His presence. Just enjoying His love, enjoying His Word. You see, there's something so powerful about prayer. See, when we align our mouths with the Word of God, there is nothing that can stand against it. Jesus Christ Himself, when faced with things, used the Word of God as His weapons. When the devil himself stood before Jesus and tried to tempt Him, Jesus would say, the Word says, the Word says, the Word says, the Word says, the Word says. So I want to encourage you this morning, every time you hear the thought, oh, you're a failure, you can say, no, the word says I'm, a, I'm more than a conqueror. 
Every time he says, no, the situation's hopeless, he says, no, the word says that I have hope in Jesus Christ. Every time you hear the thought that says, oh, who do you think you are? It's like, I think I am a daughter or a son of God. You see, you've got to replace those memories with the truth. You've got to replace his lies with the truth. You've got to start to pray it. If you look at your children, the devil starts giving you all sorts of whisperings. You say, no. You start to speak faith. You start to speak truth. You see, your words have power because you are a Christian. You have faith. Now we've been preaching this. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. But if you put your currency with a negative, if you put your currency with the lies, why would you want to invest in that? Because if you invest in the lies, you are going to reap the destruction. And you are going to pay a dear, dear price because that interest always goes up. Don't put your words, don't put your faith with the lies. Start to speak God's word. You see something that the Lord spoke to me. We all know the verse in James where he says, you know, you don't receive because you're not praying, for, praying the way you should. It's James 4 verse 2. You don't have because you don't ask God. Now, every one of you can tell me that you've asked God, right? It's very quiet. Who's asked God? Amen. <laughs> We're all asking God. But you see, God said to me something one day that stopped me in my tracks. I was just driving somewhere and he said to me, I cannot answer manipulative prayers. I was like, whoa, what do you mean, Lord? And then I realized that so many of the prayers I pray is actually because I'm hoping to benefit out of the situation. Because if God speaks to that one's attitude, then they're gonna be nicer to me. Or if God provides this thing, then it's going to work out better for me. And I realized that a lot of the way I was praying was not because I was, I was stirred with compassion or empathy or a desire to see God's work happening in the other person, I just wanted a better situation for me. And that made me start to pray a different way. So when I pray, I love to pray the Word of God because I know that there is nothing higher than the Word of God. God says Himself that His Word is even higher than Him. So He will stick to His own Word. He's given Himself that boundary. He says that it's my Word. So when I now intercede, when I now pray, I don't pray just what I think and what I feel. I take the Word of God and I find Scripture and I find a Word and I say, Lord, I pray this into being. So Father, when I pray for my children and I pray Psalm 91, I thank You, I say thank you Father, that you are the strength, that you are the refuge. I thank you, Lord, that Jasmine and Jocelyn and Mikhail are hidden under the shadow of your wings. I thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper, and I put their names in there. When I pray for my husband, I don't just pray for him as my husband. I pray for him as the priest and the prophet and the king of my home. I pray for him as the pastor and the prophet of this church, and I pray that the Lord will strengthen him and uplift him and hold him and lead him and guide him, and because he needs those prayers because the people around you need your prayers when if I think back to when COVID was at its highest and everyone was in a state and we were all hearing reports about how the schools are behind and the schools are behind and the schools are behind you know what I did and you can ask the leaders this the leaders that we were praying instead of saying oh no Lord what will we do I started saying thank you father that our children are resilient thank you father that our children are intelligent thank you Lord that children by nature and by design are adaptable and I thank you father that nothing will steal their education for them instead Lord I thank you that you are teaching them skills and values now that will take them further in life than they could ever dream I thank you father that even though now they are going through a hard place 
It will not steal from them. It will not kill them. It will not destroy them. Instead, it will take them to heights that they never thought they could reach. And I didn't just pray that for my children. I prayed that for the children of South Africa, the ones who didn't even have school for a year or two. I pray, Lord, that they won't be lost because if you give a child a book, they will be educated. If you show them what to do, they will run with it because children have an energy and a vitality and a future because God has put it within them. So instead of praying along with the some sayers who had nothing but hopelessness and failure to say about our youth, I started to say no. And not just me, we. We started to pray and say no. Our children will not be failures. Our children will not lose their education or their futures. Instead, our children will be the tide that turns. And that's what we begin to pray. And that's what we begin to intercede. And that is when an incredible thing happens because there is a horizon moment in the scripture. There is a place where you look and heaven meets earth. And that is what we are experiencing right now. We're experiencing moments where heaven meets earth. We need to pray. Amen? I hope you're as excited as I am. We need to pray. <laughs> the key things to pray is relationship. Relationship. Think about how much time and effort you put in to your girlfriend or your boyfriend, your husband or your wife, your mom or your mom-in-law. Oh, nobody laughed. Ish. Tough crowd, okay. How much effort do you need to put into your relationship with your children? So think about it. How much of a priority should you make God? It's not enough just to remember Him sometimes. You need to have a relationship with Him. He needs to be important to you because I can tell you, you are so important to Him. And with that, hand in hand goes word. You need to pray the word of God over yourself, over your families, over this nation. God will lead you, He will guide you, He will quicken your spirit, He'll give you unction. And that's exactly, so many of you have experienced that before. We need to be obedient. Because there'll be a time you'll be walking in pick and pay and suddenly God will tell you to start praying for somebody. And just pray. Don't even second, just pray. Just go for it, just pray. Sometimes you'll just have a feeling. You'll feel like, whoa, something's just not quite right. Just pray. Pray in tongues until the feeling lifts. You have no idea the power in the moment of prayer because that is a time where you are interceding and then heaven meets earth for someone somewhere you don't even know. Sometimes you can ask, so many of us have got testimonies where we'll be doing something randomly and then the Lord will just be like, pray. And then we begin to pray. And you might never even hear of the testimonies, but pray by faith. Know that your father is using you as a strategic weapon in his armory because nothing can stand against your prayers because God is leading you. Because God is working through you. That's what I said during the worship was just accuracy. You know, that, that scripture that I read in Job 36 verse 32 about how God gathers the lightning in his hands and he sends it forth to hit its mark. Do you know something incredible about lightning? Lightning is so powerful, so hot, it has the ability to change molecular structures. 
And you know, as I was praying, I just saw that happening. I saw bolts of lightning hitting all of us. And I was thinking, Lord, molecular structures in our bodies will be changed. Our thoughts, our minds, healing. Who can receive that today, amen? <laughs> God will hit the mark. And then prayer can be preemptive. You know, when we speak about the armor of God, we've learned about the lance of prayer. We all know about the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shield of faith, the sword of the word, and she's walking in peace. And then it says in prayer. You see, when you're praying, God reveals things. When you're praying, you can already give death blows to the plans of the enemy before they even get near you. Because we're not ignorant, we know. There is a devil, there is an enemy. But when we're praying, we are hidden in the shadow of his wings. It's very hard to find somebody that's hidden in the shadow, isn't it? So then the enemy may fire off those fiery darts, but he's not gonna hit you, why? Because you are in his presence. <laughs> one of the meanings for prayer, one of the Hebrew word actually for intercession is pagah, P-A-G-A. And the beautiful thing about this verse and this word is that it means meeting, to meet. You know, and then I think about Jesus who intercedes on behalf of us and the Holy Spirit who himself intercedes on behalf of us. And I just think, isn't it incredible that we have a God who prays to meet with us? So Jesus is in heaven praying on behalf of us, but he prays to meet with us. And the Holy Spirit prays alongside us. And He prays to meet with us. And then I think about how many times we feel like God doesn't care or doesn't notice or didn't see. We forget that we are valuable to Him. But His Word says that He wants to meet with us. And He Himself prays to meet with us. You know, and I think of Abraham. Abraham was known as a friend of God. And there was a mountain called Hebron, which is the highest place in Israel. And it means friendship. The name Hebron means friendship. Friendship. So isn't it amazing that Abraham himself went to the mountain of friendship to meet with who? To meet with God. Abraham goes to the mountain of friendship to meet with God. And that is what God is calling each and every one of you to. He's calling you to have Hebron moments in your life. You don't need to climb a mountain. Those moments of friendship with Him. Those moments where He stops you in the middle of your day and you, re you recognize His presence because He's with you. You know, a lot of the times, I said it the other day, a friend of mine really, really laughed at me because I said to her, you know what, I think I really make God laugh sometimes because I'm pretty much a face plant person. And she hosed herself because she could imagine me falling flat on my face. Um, and I'm that kind of person. I'm clumsy, I make mistakes, I do the weirdest things, and I often say the wrong thing in, in, in response to situations. Um, or I make just jokes because I want to lighten the mood. And I really think God just finds that hilarious. <laughs> 
I think there are times and Little was just like, oh my word, she did it again. And I think he just laughs because he's just like, but that joy he has over all of us. God's not embarrassed by us. He's not embarrassed by who we are. You know, so often we look at each other and we are shocked at the humanity of each other. But God's not shocked. He is not put off. He loves us regardless. You know, he loves us regardless of what we've done, of the mistakes we've made. He says there is nothing that you can do that will take my love away from you. I think about the lies that have functioned in your life. If you say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, then I've written you off. Uh, if you make a mistake, then I'm not going to talk to you again. Hmm? We've all had those moments where the people around us have been weaponized against us. We need to forgive them and realize that there is nothing that could ever turn God against us because He is a good, good Father. There is nothing that can ever stop the blessings he wants to give you because he is a good, good father. There's nothing that we can say or do that will keep him away from pursuing us. But we have to make a choice. We have to lay down certain things. We have to choose him. We have to repent. We have to come to him because it's a process of salvation. You know, I needed to repent of something yesterday. I might need to repent of the same thing today and then repent of it again tomorrow. Paul himself said it. He said it in Romans 7 where he says he doesn't understand himself. He does the things he doesn't want to do and the things he wants to do, he doesn't do. This is Paul the apostle, the guy who wrote three quarters of the New Testament. And he himself says, I am human. I make mistakes, but God but I have full confidence in God, but I know that my God is with me. I know that it's not about me, but it's about Him. I know that God can take every situation and turn it for His glory. I know that God can lift me out of this place and put me on a firm foundation. I know that my God, my God will take my story and make it His victory because God is for you and not against you. God knows what you've been through and He says, I will turn it all to the good for those who love me. So I want to encourage you this morning. Let's stand today and let's say, Father, let's pray this morning. Say with me, Father God, take my story and turn it to your glory. Take my pain and my shame and wash it away. Lord, I pray this morning, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me, Lord, for my bad choices. Thank you, Jesus, that you wash me clean. That I can stand firmly on the foundation of your love, of your grace, of your mercy, of your hope, of your future. And I thank you, Lord, that in this day, I can praise you. I can worship you. I can give you the glory. I can give you the praise. I can give you the worship. I can give you the worship this morning. I can praise you and worship you, Lord. For Father, I am your living testimony of your goodness, of your grace, of your love. And if you've agreed that with me today, let's praise the Lord. Let's say thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
Like the whole church to begin to pray, please. Let's remember now, when we pray, I want you to intercede. Church, I want you to intercede on behalf of your brothers and sisters this morning. Remember when we pray, we are trusting God for horizon moments where heaven meets earth. We are playing and trusting the Lord for those lightning bolts to hit the mark. And as you pray, I want you to lift your brothers and sisters before you. Stretch your hands out and let's combine our faith this morning. Do you believe that God has a plan and a purpose for you this morning? I want to hear the answer, yes. Do you believe that God loves you? Do you believe that He is with you? Do you believe that He has got good things in store for you? Do you believe He was there with you yesterday? Do you believe He will be with you tomorrow? And the next day, and the next day? So Father, in the name of Jesus Christ and by the authority we carry in Him, Father, I bind and I rebuke every lie that has been spoken over your children. Lord, I bind and I rebuke every root of rejection and hurt. Father, we bind and we rebuke it, Father. Everything that has caused a blockage in their lives, everything that has caused a hold up, Father, we remove it now in the precious name of Jesus Christ. And by your love, by your power, Father, we pray that there will be a release of new things, a release of your love, a release, Father. I pray, Lord, that you will take your sons and your daughters to a new place with you, to that beautiful high place of Hebron, of friendship with God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.